having purpose in what you do is the most important thing. That it is a long game and not a short game. All right. If you look at the most successful uh, content creators, all right, we're not talking about the viral one of videos from uh, the girls you see on TikTok. All right, because as fast as they go up, they go right back down. I mean, you you have people. I have people that I know that have millions of views on one video and two hundred views on the rest. All right. So what you want to do is understand that content creation, like the hack, is understanding that this is a long game. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with DJ Strick. With over 20 years of experience in media production and community-based leadership, Stephen Strickland, also known as Strick, is a fresh voice in the streaming world. For 13 years, he was a host of the widely popular 95.7 Gospel Jazz FM, a weekly program that aired on radio in Birmingham, Alabama. While there, he established a following that he now reaches virtually. Currently, he's the assistant pastor and media director for New Rising Star Church. He's also the host of Strict City Live, a one-hour weekly lifestyle show on Thursday nights. In addition, he is the producer of the syndicated jazz radio program, Block Party Radio, which airs in over 20 markets. Let's jump into this conversation as we learn the origins of DJ Strick. DJ Strick, how are you doing today? Hey man, I am awesome. How are you? I'm doing amazing and thank you so much for jumping on and, and doing this podcast episode with me. It's been really awesome watching you guys grow with the stream live. The stream right, the, show, yes the sir. The stream show, right? The stream yeah. show, the live stream show. It's amazing what you guys have done, the people that you brought and also given me the opportunity and come speak on that show. So thank and you, you did again. A great job. Come in, man. Thank you, man. 
Hey, thanks for the invite, number one. Don't get an opportunity. I'm creating so much. I don't get an opportunity to be on a lot of shows. So when you made the invite, I looked at my calendar and this day just really worked for me. So it's cool. Cool to be here. Awesome. So let's dig right into DJ Strix. So DJ, is that your name? Like, does it stand for something? Do you, do you mind? Do you care to share? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind sharing at all. So I actually am a DJ. All right. Okay. You're the DJ. Okay. It's really that simple. So my uh, media experience comes from being a radio DJ for about 15 years. Wow. So uh, here in my market in Birmingham, Alabama, I was on the radio and uh, actually traveled and uh, did shows for people the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And that's where the DJ comes from. So as I was, has already built my social media presence off being DJ strict from the radio, yeah. I wanted to be sure to keep that audience. So I never really changed it even when I kind of stopped. So I'm not really one of those music mixing, mixing DJs. Mm -hmm. I'm more of the host, radio show host DJ. Got it. So that's what I do more than anything. Nice. So... DJ Strick is your name. Right. I mean, of course, it's a Strictly stage speaking. name. It's a that's stage, a stage name. name. Right. You know, my right. real name is Steven Strickland. So okay. that's where the Strick comes from. Uh, gotcha. Everybody in my family that's a Strickland males, the nickname is Strick. So DJ Strick, that's where it comes from. I love it. So Steven Strickland. Exactly. It's the name of the gentleman. This is the first time, guys. This is the first time I've known <laughs> that I've known DJ Strick that I, I'm discovering my name. real name. There you go. The real there you name. go. <laughs> no, who? Awesome. Everyone needs an alias. I just love I know. it. I love it. I know. It, it is. It is awesome. You know, people call me Super J because you know that's a screen name that I've had forever as well. And if you go look for me, just look up Super Janaid, and you know you'll find me because there's there's a lot of people with my name combination. Gotcha. But there's only one Super. Super. Janaid. I get it. That's smart. You got to stand out some way, right? That's right. That's right. And for me, so, my title mm -hmm. DJ kind of opens the door uh, for a lot of the media work I do, content stuff. So yeah. I, I'm, I promise you, it's my belief, if I was Steven Strickland, I would not be on the show today right now. That's right. That is... <laughs> you are very accurate in that because when, when you present yourself as, hey, this is my public persona this is what i do it's in my name people like okay you know what's up exactly you know, we're, we're not gonna have to worry about tech when we're talking to you right right and so, it, it kind of leads into it and, and everybody it does and you when you hear dj or someone name dj something you say hey i'm a, you know i was on the radio or automatically people would know hey this guy either mixes or he did some mm -hmm. radio work or knows a lot about yeah. music and the yeah. dj always brings the fun like it you does. go to parties and you have a great dj you have a great time so even Absolutely. that for me when people think of me they think of their favorite dj mm -hmm. and it's a connecting point it's a connecting point for me it is that's and, positive and more than anything else I really like that because, you know, I, I we set up studios. Like, you you got a really nice studio set up. I've got a nice studio set up. And one thing that I teach people is that you got to personalize your studio so that people connect with you on a deeper level. And you're already doing that with your name. Right. So, it's like, poof, mind right. blown. 
And if I showed you everything in my studio now, it's kind of me, but it's more mm-hmm. my wife. So my wife is, mm-hmm. is a, a musician. She's a jazz flutist. And what you see around some of my just regular staging in the background is her plaques. So she's wow. got a couple of number one Billboard songs, and we have nice. them in the back back here. But it kind of blends with me being DJ Strict because mm-hmm. you go on a lot of uh, radio stations, you're going to see plaques all over the wall as well. So it's kind of the same right. thing. Kind of like blend. All right, man. I love that. So take us back to when you were a DJ. How how did you get into that biz? And, and you know, let's walk us through the origin story of That is a really good question, and it's extremely unique the way I got into it. Um, Mm -hmm. Number one, it's kind of odd. It's not the same way everybody else uh, would kind of get into Mm -hmm. doing DJ work. I was actually a friend and a church member to an accountant to the radio station. I was doing youth ministry, and at the time, I was so into the music that people automatically just loved what I was doing and like the music that I was presenting in front of the youth, all right? So my DJ experience is all from a Christian youth perspective, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a whole genre of music that's built yeah. around Christian youth. Mm-hmm. And one day the radio, local radio station uh, was looking to do something uh, on a Sunday morning that was geared that way because they were a station that, Focus a secular station, focus on youth. So on Sunday mornings, they wanted to kind of continue that. So mm-hmm. never had any experience. I'm gifted to speak and communicate. I had yeah. the music. So to be honest with you, uh, it was a God thing that led me that direction. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn on the job. Yeah. So I had some great uh, assistant bosses that mm-hmm. was kind of, I was given to them. Like, yeah. You guys make them good, and uh, they coached me up, and I did that for 15 years, along wow. with establishing um, connections with local and national uh, artists in that field. And we just started doing little tours in my city, exposing um, the youth to these artists so they can feel and touch them and do a concert. So people could see me. Uh, they can hear me on the radio, but then yeah. on the weekends, they can see me at one of their local venues and it was really cool that's so cool i was watching this one uh what do you call it it was a cool let me try to think it was the behind the actor kind of interview with um this gentleman who retired from saturday you know he he had a night late night show trying to remember his name gosh he was he being I, interviewed or he was the one that was interviewed? He was being interviewed because after he had retired, you know, he's, he's being interviewed. And the one thing that he mentioned was he really wanted to be in the radio and he wanted to host radio. Right. And um, he was given an opportunity and this was down in Florida. And uh, in Florida, there was a lot of radio stations and people would come in and go all the time. So now he had the opportunity and, and the producer was like, okay, you're up next. Or, you know, you got to go and start the thing at 9 a.m. Right. And he turns on the mic. He's trying to say something and then turns the music back on because he doesn't know what to say. Right. And then his like five minutes in and the producer comes in. He's like, we are a communicate. <laughs> 
radio show is a communication industry. You got to communicate. You got to tell people what's going on, who you are. And uh, it was Larry King. Gotcha. And, and he goes, hi, guys. My name is Larry King. This is the first time I'm doing this, and I don't know how it's going to go. So bear with me. Wow. Right, so he started with that, his very first show, and he just kept going. And, and, and what's beautiful about that story is that no matter what it is, if you stick with it, you know, you, you can go places. I agree. I agree. Because, I, listen, if I stopped, this is what happened to me. I would be mm -hmm. so nervous that from a talent level or a skill level, that I wasn't good, that you could mm -hmm. hear it. And I just had to come to the realization that if I didn't really do much to get there, if they wanted to let me go, they can, right? And more importantly, I felt like God opened that door for me. And if mm -hmm. he wanted me to be out of there, he would, okay? Yeah. So let me be confident that this is my seat. This yeah. is my microphone. This is the show. The show had blossomed to be uh, Strict City. Like, it was my name, you know, mm. all me. So why not just walk into it? So it really took me about two and a half years to find my voice. I'm being honest. Two yeah. and a half years to find my voice. Now, uh, remember, I said I did it for 15 years. Yeah. So the rest of that time, I'm telling you, I was walking with my chest out. I knew mm. what I was doing. Had a chance to meet the highest and the biggest artist in the genre of gospel music, tour, be on stages, some huge stages. You know, I've done all I wanted to do in that arena. I mean, I did it all. Yeah. And, um, and in even introduced a new genre of music to people that had never heard it. So, you know, I feel confident in what I was doing and what I did during that time. And people knew it and they still know it. I'm still like very popular in the city that I'm in based off of what I did on the radio. So. Man, that's that's really amazing. So during that first two years, let's dig into that because I really like to hear, okay, what struggles you faced, you know, what failures were you overcoming? Because that's the kind of stuff everybody faces right. all the freaking time. And you're like, and and you know, we look up to people and like, okay, how did they do it? So that's that's one thing that I love to go into. So if you don't mind, you know, first year. How to go, what what kind of things were you facing? And I know you had, you know, you had music background from before that, right? right. Now you're on the radio. So let's, you know, let's so dig in a little bit. It was all the show was mine, of course. They didn't like the the radio station didn't even have the music. It was all my music. So I'm bringing yeah. in music, I'm buying music to play, I'm getting music from in uh indie artists and making connections and people are finding out that this is a, a viable place to be heard. Mm. First year, none of that, you know? So it goes so far back. We used to have, uh, we were playing CDs at the time and they had mm -hmm. to be in these cases. So you take yep. the CDs out, you put them in a case and then you put the case inside of this machine. It was just a regular CD player, but yeah. uh, inside of that case, it just makes sure it didn't skip a jump. It was just a, a more secure way to play because you're playing it over the airwaves. Mm -hmm. That being said, learning how to do that, figuring out 
what song to play next, mm. and also knowing how to get in and out of what we call a break. So I'm going from one song to the next. So at, at one time, there's a break, and it's an um, a automated break. So I can press a button. You're listening to 95.7 Jams with DJ Strick, and it mm. goes to the next song. Mm. As automated in the system, I've already recorded it and okay. it's there. All right. And we may have a, you know, we would have a, a radio guy or what we call a voice guy that mm. did that did all of the imaging. Okay. <laughs> we actually called it imaging for the Call station. Call it imaging. <laughs> yeah. So it was radio, but he would do the imaging. So it's one voice and he does the whole show. So when you listen to the radio, mm. it kind of has some continuity to it, even if a DJ comes and do a, a radio break or okay. anything else. That being said, I would literally have to, have to stop what I was doing two minutes. Like if the song is five minutes long or yeah. four minutes long, Two minutes of that song plays, and I stopped everybody in the studio, and I am waiting two minutes, figuring out what I'm going to say, yeah. and watching the clock. And I was so nervous that I would mess up. Like everybody, if anybody was in the studio visiting with me and hanging out, yeah, everybody had to be quiet. <laughs> I had to figure out what I'm going to do, and I would be so nervous. Mm. And, and I'm trying my best to remember because, of course, you don't ever remember the negative things and the right. mess ups that you would do. You would try to get that out of your mind. Yeah. Uh, and, and most times, I will tell people this. This is what helped me during figuring out how to get over that hump. You got to know how people listen or how people view. Mm-hmm. Our minds are so powerful that even, Janae, even if I mispronounce a word, you would hear it pronounced the right way. Yes. All right. So you have to know that even if you make mistakes, and this is where the professionalism comes in. You know, mm-hmm. if I made a mistake, mispronounced a word or jumbled something up, uh, if I have to stop and say, you know what, wait a minute, I didn't say that right. And you do it with a smile. As you can tell, mm-hmm. even if even as I smiled, my voice was different because you could tell I was smiling when I was talking. Yeah. It is really those things could be heard and it, when mm-hmm. people hear it. They feel the difference. They hear the difference, but it, it re- and once I learned those nuances, all right, it made my show better. But the first year, I didn't know any of that. Right. It didn't know any of that. And it was nerve wracking until I did. So what did I do to get better? Uh, if I was driving in my car, uh, at the time we had what we call air checks. Mm-hmm. Air checks was basically every time you went on air, a system would record it. You can take- okay that recording and then listen to it. So basically uh, the program directors or any kind of management team at the radio station will have a time to meet with the DJs and Mm -hmm. listen to their air checks and critique them. Hey, that was good. This was bad. You need to work on this and do that kind of stuff. You know, it was feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Feedback and which Mm. you need it. It's a performance based job. Absolutely. And, And it's a skill, like it's a talent that you have to have. So that being said, I would personally listen to it, all right? Personally listen to it because I wanted to critique myself. I was mm. my um, my worst critic. So listening to it all the time. And then yeah. once I listened to it, I would turn the radio on or turn music on in my car and practice and rehearse mm. getting in and out of what we call breaks, all right? Just rehearse, getting in and out. 
song is ending. Hey, everybody, this is DJ Strickman. Thank you for listening. That was whoever it was on the radio right there. And now coming yeah. up, this is my song. This song is the number one song in yeah. the nation right now. Coming up, Mary Mary and Shackles. And then nice. I would just play it. As you can tell, there's, wow. a, there's a cadence. There's a mm -hmm. rhythm to it. And, you know, I've done it so long, I can just, boom, go just right into it. Just get back into it, yeah. It was, it was funny, Junae. I went to the radio station for a promotion that I was doing for my um, content creation company. We mm -hmm. were doing something in the city to give back. And I went to the radio station, and I have been doing content creation and streaming so much where we yeah. had to fill so much time. Because it's not music, it's just us, us talking. Us talking, yeah, exactly. That I went to the radio station, and I'm just talking and talking and talking, and they like sound bites, you know? Mm -hmm. They ask you a question, you got to be able to answer that question within really 10 to 20 seconds, and yeah. not a whole minute. And it, I just, I remember that moment. It says, man, I've been a streamer so long, I forgot how radio works. <laughs> wow. No, you're absolutely right. You know, you... You do enough practice, you knew enough reps, you you ride into it and, and, and you're right, you know, doing it's it's a different art to be a radio, to be somebody who's playing music, to be versus somebody who's a live streamer and entertaining and interviewing. It does take an art. It it's, it is. it's an art form. Yeah. And you have to figure it out for whatever genre that mm -hmm. you are working with. You have to know yourself. Like I need to be uh my show and my audience likes this, so let me practice and rehearse this. Even if, you know, we talk about this with content creation all the time. Yeah. You know, like, if you got to go where the uh, analytics shows this mm -hmm. is what your audience is looking for. Now, if you're one of those kind of people, forget what my audience is saying, I want to do this, mm -hmm. then be fine in doing what you want to do and know it yeah. until the algorithm finds you that audience is going to be uh, a slow growth. Yeah. But when you find that people are picking up on certain things, you have to double down, even if it's not what you automatically like, unless mm. that's not what you want to do. You know, you want to be open. Yeah. Every You know, it depends on what kind of content creator you are. I'm a lifestyle guy. Guess what? It's a long road for me. You know, you, your lifestyle type of creator uh, that's centered around their personality, unless yeah. they have a big audience coming into it, it takes time to grow with that. And guess what? I'm here for the time. I really like doing what I do. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not automatically saying, well, I got to have this. I, I got to have this metric or that metric. You know, you know what? I want to be able to interview people I like to interview. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to talk about things that I want to talk about. Right. And eventually my audience will find me. No, you're absolutely right. And, and, that's the most authentic way, right? You're you're being who you are. You're creating the content that you love. You're t telling the people what you're about. You know, they start to know DJ Strict. They know what DJ Strict likes, what he eats, you know, all those kind of things. Because right. then, like, oh, I like that cheeseburger too. I'm going to go get, you know, check out, get the big boy burger or whatever. Um, and and it's, that's it's when you great. have them. To be honest with you, with your yeah. audience, when they do something that you do, mm -hmm. when they buy products that you have, when they yeah. listen to you, 
that is where you get them. And I know we said later we'll talk about the three things, but yeah. you know, I just think that anytime you get an audience that's captive and listens to you and they will be willing to do some of the things that you do, even if it's down to the same burger that you would eat, that's mm -hmm. a big deal. It's it is, deal. absolutely, 100%. So we've been talking about your origin story, what's keeping you motivated to keep doing this kind of things, right? You want to be yourself. You want to create the content that you are passionate about. And it's it's been really amazing learning and finding those parallels between what you're doing and what I what I do, you know, what I, what I love to do. And uh, it's just fascinating. Got you. Really fascinating. Well, think about, I teach a lot of leadership, okay? And one of the things I teach in leadership is vision or purpose, vision, and missions, all right? Like having one personally, having a, mm -hmm. having purpose in your life, having a, a vision for that purpose, and then having a mission to be able to fulfill whatever that purpose is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I like helping people, period. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to content creation, um, yes, I do have a outlet to create, which I think for me, I needed a, Outlet to create. Strict City Live is that outlet yeah. to create. All right. People mm -hmm. saw Strict City Live. How are you doing all of that? And I was in actually started with a community figuring out how to look the best online. Yeah. And once I've learned so much, everybody that then saw what I was doing, how are you doing that? So now I want to help you. Uh, yeah. The numbers get to be too large to do it one at a time. Let's help people uh, on a major scale. So let's mm. teach it. Let's do some yeah. streams on teaching people how to live stream. And that's my niche. I, I, I really decided that the live stream was the part that I wanted to do because I felt like it was the area of the most growth as we mm -hmm. go further. All right. So as yeah. we grow and as times go on, like learning how to live stream for businesses and individuals that want to be visible online is just the way to go. Absolutely. 100%. So helping people is my motivation. All right. Telling mm -hmm. you uh, I'm not a dogmatic type leader. I'm not going to tell you, you need, you need to buy this. You got to right. do it this way. All of that. What I want to do is to get people to understand the simple part of what we do in streaming. Right. Yeah. Let's just start with the basics. You only really need your phone. Mm -hmm. So if I can tell, if I can help one person that feels like they got to spend $5,000 for a setup that looks like mine, yeah. you know, and you're seeing what's behind me, what's in front of me is, I think, even more impressive as I look yeah. at two monitors, uh, two, uh, uh, a key light or feel light, mm -hmm. a microphone mm -hmm. in front of me, another microphone on top of that. And then I yeah. have uh, my camera that is actually um, behind a teleprompter mm -hmm. and another camera on this side I haven't switched to. You know, this, this is robust. Yeah. You don't need that to no. stream. So mm -hmm. if I can help people understand how simple it can be to actually get started, you never know what how that can help that next person to yeah. jump a hurdle of equipment and finances to when they can just put their phone up, which I don't know what they're doing with these telephones. I really don't know what they're doing with these phones because I could be all by the, um, the video, mm -hmm. but the honest part 
that is great that people don't talk about yeah. is the audio you can get out of these phones. Oh, my God. So when I so do clean. my TikToks, mm-hmm. uh, my reels, and shorts, I'm using just my phone, the video and the audio. And I'm using the selfie camera because I can yeah. see it. I, I, right. I haven't haven't got to the point where I'm using the other side of the camera yet. Right, yeah. Um, because it's still 4K. And I mean, it can be 4K. I don't, I've learned that I don't have to make it so robust based off of how it's going to go to those other platforms. But, exactly. you know, it could be yeah. really easy. So if I can help, Junaid, if I could just help somebody understand mm-hmm. how simple it can be. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, you know, with these $1,000 phones, we're not halfway using the capabilities of these no phones. No way. No way. Right? These and, things and are incredible. They are incredible. And and no matter the number of dollars you spend on the equipment, the truth remains you still need to practice. Yes. Right? 100%. 100%. I've had this equipment for 10 years, right? But it didn't it didn't mean that I could come on camera and start talking. No. I still had to put in the work, still have put it put in the reps to get better at it. And I'm exactly. still learning, I'm still, you know, I'm still practicing. Well, let me tell you how to get better on on that practice in. I am somebody that my gift and my talent lies in being able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I've learned how to communicate on a dime. All right. So it, it's communication and timing with mm-hmm. rhythm. Okay. And that's, I can go back and forth with somebody or someone can say, hey, talk, talk on this topic. And if I had enough time, I can start in my mind. I'm talking and thinking at the same time, I could go yeah. and do it. Yeah. That is a gift. All right, I've got, and it's a skill that I have worked on and worked on mm-hmm. and worked on to where I can go on any stage. I could leave here right now, go on a stage, 200, 300, 20,000, and I'll do the same thing. That's my gift. But I just recently um, got a new brand deal with a, with a company, OneStream Live, and I'm doing some stuff in their community, and I'm having to do tutorials. Mm. Guess what? It's just not talking. It's talking no. with slides. It's right. a whole new um, uh, information, like mm-hmm. how to do things inside of their platform. Yeah, I had to learn that, you know, because when you use certain platforms, you use it for how I know how to use it for what I do. But exactly. there's a whole other side of that software that I don't use that I'm having to learn. So you are right. As mm-hmm. I have now, I get to do a new skill, which is go through slides, read slides, and do how-to step-by-step tutorials. Guess what? If I yeah. want to be good at that, mm-hmm. if I want to just be uh, in a short amount of time, I'm not saying, oh, I'll be good next year. Of course, right. if I do it for you know 52 weeks, I'll be good at it. But if mm-hmm. I want to be good next month, guess what? I have to practice for that next opportunity to be in the software because uh man (laughs) we have we have uh software that makes it easy for us Mm -hmm. we have streaming platforms that make it easy for us but there's still a lot of technology that's going on there's a ton of tech yeah so you know basically to be able to do that tutorial i'm going through two different softwares and i'm using uh a computer uh a mac mini two Mm -hmm. monitors 
and an iPad to be able to slide through to go through my slides. Go through the slides, yeah. All right, and then I got two uh, other Google Chrome extensions up, so I can do the step by step and mm-hmm. not be on the same Google Chrome using that software. So isn't that it, something? Yeah. yeah, it's very technical, but I will say this. Having the skills of doing radio, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of time you sit in radio, and of course, you're uh, during the time that you're not on a radio, people don't know what you do. Well, we just sit in there. No, what's the time where uh, we may have made a call to action, and those people are now calling us, so yeah. we're actually uh, recording people and editing that recording so we can play it on the next drop. Wow. So there's a lot that goes on when you're not. There's some time that you don't have that going on. You just kind of wait through the music. I always call that the boring time. That's why I have people Mm -hmm. in the studio with me to kind of keep me company. Keep me company, exactly. But, you know, you talked about rehearsing and practicing. If you want to be good at any type of skill or talent, um, I have a 16-year-old son that likes to play basketball. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's good. He's talented. Uh, but I always tell him the Kobe Bryant thing. Kobe Bryant is, you know, he would, when he was practicing and playing, practice for eight hours. Yeah. Now, he's a professional at the highest level, and people mm-hmm. love the Mamba. But he still will out-practice everybody else. So yeah. if you want to be good at something, you have to put in that time. And if it's a skill or a talent, even if you're gifted, all right, even if you're gifted, um, this is this is another part that I would kind of share because mm-hmm. we're talking about practice. So let me give you one more step. I talk about Kobe Bryant. Also, there's a couple of things I talk about Michael Jordan. If you want to be successful, you got to be willing to put up the shots. He, uh, no matter how many games he won, he was still lower than 50 percent, sh- mm-hmm. uh, lower than a 50 percent shooter. So that means that he missed just as many shots as he made. And yeah. you got to be willing to take the shots. You got to be willing to get the next gig. You got to be, you know, we talked about having the uh, imposter syndrome. You got to be willing to step out of I can't into I I can and mm-hmm. I will, even if you have to learn on a job. Yeah. You know, even if you have to learn on a job. And the, the last thing after watching um, that program that they had, the documentary about um, what it was in the, in the 90s for them, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan had a trainer. All right, people don't oh, yeah. think about that. He, he the best player yeah. in yeah. the world had a personal trainer that yeah. was working with him to be sure that his body was ready to be able to do the work and play at the highest level of basketball. So isn't that amazing? Yeah. So I mean, I think we all have to, you know, if you want to have success, these are some of the things you have to do to be successful. Um, number one. You want to practice. You want to be good at your craft. You want to uh, find people that can help you. Like I, I went to the YouTube University, mm-hmm. all right, and I recommend YouTube as a great way to learn skills, talents, and to um, you know learn some tips and tricks to help you in whatever skill that you're trying to get to. All right, even yep. if it is basketball. Guess what? There's a ton of youth basketball videos: how to dribble, how to shoot, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just using that as an example because if you're a content creator, podcast, whatever you're doing, find people that can give you some t- tips and tricks and then find somebody that is willing to train you, right? Yeah. Um, if <laughs> today I would say this, 
If you ever wanted to uh, be a mentor of somebody and somebody pay you to be a mentor, if you mm -hmm. ever want to have a digital product that's sold, the first thing you would want to do is actually pay somebody for mentorship yes. or buy some digital products. Yeah. All right? Absolutely. We get in the economy. It, it goes around. So that I always tell people that. No, 100%. 100%. And in the past three years, I've probably spent over 50K, right, in courses and, and learning because if you don't, you know, it, you got to get that knowledge from you somewhere. Do. Either you spend time and money or you spend both of them or, you, you know, you're, you're hanging out with people who have already done the marathons, already done the centuries, already done the work so that you can learn. But then... Like Steph Curry, he would show up on the court 6 a.m. or, you know, super early and try those three-pointers. Right. Nobody, nobody told him he has to do it. He, he wanted to be better than himself than he was yesterday. Right. Right. So that's, that's the desire that we got to have to get to that level. Thank you, man. That, that fired me up. That's Guys, good. Hold I hope on. you did. I hope you did. I'm one. here to help. <laughs> Yes, yes, you are here, and you are absolutely, you know, you're on the money, on the dot. Guys, hold on just a quick second. We'll be right back. And DJ Strix is going to share with us three hacks to take away. We'll be right back. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Guys, thank you so much for sticking around. We've been speaking with DJ Strick here on Hacks and Hobbies, and it's been so much fun. We're talking about, we talked about his origin story, the motivations, what it really takes to become exceptionally good and known for that, that one thing that you are really good at. And we talked about Michael Jordan. We, we got a lot of basketball analogies there i threw it in yes. because my son likes to play and i'm always coaching him up i love it i love it so take it away dj strict three hacks to take away so for our content creators here my first one is is more of a mindset kind of a hack i, I do want to tell you this is not going to be easy mm -hmm. it's going to seem like you're chasing a rabbit in the content creation world because things change so fast um Instagram is not doing a long form. Um, 
YouTube is doing shorts and uh, TikTok is doing long form, but you, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's doing 15. We want 15 seconds. And actually, if you can get it down to seven seconds, you got me. Like trying to figure out how to gain an audience or even having that one video that just goes viral to validate mm-hmm. your work. As you're chasing the rabbit, all right, having purpose in what you do is the most important thing. That it is a long game and not a short game, all right? If you look at the most successful uh, content creators, all right, we're not talking about the viral one of videos from uh, the girls you see on TikTok, all right? Mm -hmm. Because as fast as they go up, they go right back down. I mean, you you have people, I have people that I know that have millions of views on one video and 200 views on the rest. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. what you want to do is understand that content creation, like the hack, is understanding that this is a long game. Yeah. All right. So get into it, understanding that I'm going to put five years into this work. Right now, something mm-hmm. can happen before those five years are up. You really could have a viral video, or you can yeah. figure out what your niche is early. Sometimes it takes people a long time to figure mm-hmm. out what their niche is. But the people that started in uh, YouTube in 2007, I mean, you know, it's uh, 2022 now, like they are the ones that stuck with it when mm-hmm. nobody was watching, no yeah. views. They continue to put videos out. And now they're, I want to call them millionaires, but the ones on the top really do have million-dollar endorsements. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that could be your future. I'm saying yeah. you have to give yourself some time in your content creation uh, journey to get there. So that's a hack. It, it mm-hmm. you know, is a, is a marathon, not a sprint, guys. The next yeah. thing is I am a app sumo guy. Mm. And yes, this is a real hack. I think it's AppSumo.com. It could be AppSumo.io. So it is a website that's dedicated to matching new tech companies with a technical audience. All right. So I get all of the emails, updates, Mm -hmm. and tools that they have. Now, AppSumo is producing some uh, software themselves now, and they also host they're host other people's software for a discounted price. All right. Wow. So AppSumo is where you go to get the discounted price. And let me tell you some things now. All right. My first one that I want to tell you about AppSumo is uh, I use a system called TidyCal, T-I-D-Y-C-A-L. Mm-hmm. And it is a competitor to uh, Calendly. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a competitor. Now I pay... $19 for it one time, where if you get with Calendly, I know they have a free option, but yeah. if you want to step up to the paid option, that is a monthly subscription. Well, the what I paid $20 for it once, mm-hmm. it's the same thing that you would have a subscription for with Tidy Cal. Yeah. I mean, with uh, Calendly. Calendly, so, yeah. So where people... Man, people are easy to get on those name brand things. And I look for the alternative to that name brand thing to save money. So what does that mean? So I have a calendar system where I can book clients that 
that is connected to my Google account, just like mm-hmm. everything you can do on Calendly, you can do through TidyCal. And they are still doing updates to the system. Yeah. So if there's some one-up thing that Calendly uh, is doing that TidyCal hadn't done, guess what? They are updating the system. I get alerts on, hey, this is the new thing this month. We've added an added feature, and I don't have to pay any more money for it. Nice. Okay. The other thing is um, when I got started with um, doing content creation, I had a client that needed to play pre-recorded videos like Mm -hmm. it was live. All right. And there were people after doing it, but they were doing it with very small video files. Mm -hmm. And I needed a larger file to be able to throw up. I found this company called OneStream Live. All right. Okay. It was a lifetime deal. Okay, it was a lifetime deal, and it worked, all right? It worked, and they started to upgrade. So they went from multicasting pre-recorded video to doing live video, nice. to LinkedIn Live, to Instagram, to uh, TikTok. They were just adding features after feature after feature, and guess mm. what? I'm in as a lifetime dealer from AppSumo, yeah. and I, had, I didn't have to play. I don't pay a subscription. All right. So what I have is equal to $80 a month. I pay $120 for, and that subscription now is like $80 a month. That's amazing. So not only is that amazing, but because I got into the program and started to use it, and I understand how community is built, I went into their community, Junaid, with the heart of helping people. Yeah. And now I am helping them with the brand going live in that. uh, I have a brand deal with them to go live in their community. That's amazing. Wow. So not only did I, I got a great deal from AppSumo, but now I'm actually paid to talk about that product. Isn't that amazing? I love it, brother. That's awesome. All right. So number one, it's a long game. Long game. Right. You're not. It's not. It's not going to fizzle out. You're not going to fizzle out, because like uh, I, I was, I was started thinking about when you when you're doing a bonfire. Sure, you can put leaves in it. They're going to fizzle out really quick, but to get keep that bonfire going, you got to have a big log, and those big logs take a longer time to take. So keep at it. Number mm-hmm. two, use software to expedite and, and set up your calendar. So TidyCal is a really good example. It's on sale at AppSumo right now. So so um, it is. So AppSumo is actually the resource. All right. Mm-hmm. So this That's is the right. resource I would resource. go right into and search for whatever I'm looking for. Yeah. So if you're looking for a email distribution automation, if you're mm-hmm. looking for, I have another one called Shortly, which is where I'm able to do texts. I'm actually able to text bulk texting. Text community, right. Text community through that. I actually have another, there's one that's called Pencil that I just got, Junaid. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about it a lot. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I just got it. And it's called Pencil. And it's a, it really goes into my third thing that I want to talk about. But Pencil is a um, community builder. Mm. All right. So you can actually have... It is a competitor to Kajabi, um, Mega, uh, Mega something. Community um, platform for website, online courses, et cetera. There you go. Mm-hmm. So my third thing is, as you are a content creator, find your community, okay? 
Yeah. Find your community. Like be involved in a community to where you can find other people like yourself that you can glean from, mm-hmm. that you can learn from, that can help you. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, as you do that, you never know who you connect with because I was a part of the community. I got an opportunity to meet somebody like Brent Collins, who is a downright know-it-all when mm-hmm. it comes to technology stuff. And my experience in radio, his experience in television combines to 40 years in media experience that we're actually right. able to share together That's on the stream show. Mm-hmm. So you just never know, Janae, what happens when you're willing to put yourself to be vulnerable enough to be a part of a group to learn and to share. Amen. So that was my third one. I love it. DJ Strick, that was amazing. And I can't wait to bring Brad Collins on the show either. You have, have so mm-hmm. looking looking forward to talking with him in a future episode. DJ Strick, thank you so much for the hacks, for your story, for the wisdom. Really appreciate it. We got six quick questions that we're going to run through. Let's go. And we're going to rock it out. All right. Question number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? The one hobby that, you know what? I do all the stuff I want to do. I wish I would, I don't have time to do it, but it mm-hmm. would probably be golf. It would probably be golf. golf. like to play right. golf. Now I can go to Top Golf where you just kind of tee off, but mm-hmm. I would like to be able to, do 18 holes and do it proficiently. Nice. Have a good like short that. game. My long game is not so good. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it takes time for a long game, right? Yeah, yeah it does. It does. <laughs> I keep slicing it to the right. I can't fix it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> nice. All right, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? That is a good question. I wanted to be a football player, but mm-hmm. I, I um, you know, that I played high school football. It was really good. Went to college for a little while to play, but when mm-hmm. college, I learned that I need to do something else with my life because those guys were so much bigger and faster. So, yeah, uh, I wanted to play football professionally. Nice. nice, I like it. Next question: What is your favorite movie or TV show? So my favorite movie, of course, there's tons of favorites, but I'm a Matrix guy because it oh my makes God. me think. Mm-hmm. So I really like The Matrix, all of them. The it. new one kind of threw me for a loop. I'm waiting for a part two or whatever, but I felt <laughs> will like there they be started a part two. Huh? Mm. Uh, I said, will there be a part two? I think it has to be. It just felt mm-hmm. like they were setting something up because it was just kind of a retelling of the story. Yeah, you're right. It it, it was kind of like that. Interesting. Mm. I like it. Yeah. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? If I was a character in a movie, like it was, if it was me, uh, that's a really good question. Thank you. So I don't know if you've seen some of the Equalizer movies that Denzel Washington have done. Mm-hmm. But man, he's super cool in those movies, he man. Like he can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I wouldn't want to live a life like he is, mm-hmm. but man, when he has to get something straight, he can get it straight. Yeah. No, <laughs> so absolutely. That would be so, cool to be a, uh, I guess you would call it uh equalizer or action hero and do one of those action kind of movies. Hero. All right. Sweet. I like that. That was a good movie. Yeah. Now, I'm th- now, now, now I've got uh, Denzel Washington in my head. Yeah. And all, all yeah. the faces he makes and, and the pauses. Those King pauses. Kong has got nothing on me. 
I just kind of <laughs> have to throw that out there. I love it. I love it. All right, next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, I'm a Superman guy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, from Superman. a kid. You know, when I was younger, you mm-hmm. know, Batman wasn't so celebrated because he was yeah. a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Batman is, you know, he's fighting Superman. Like, how in the world could that ever happen? <laughs> like, in real life, like, Batman couldn't stand a chance, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Superman just had all the powers. And, of course, what I was saying when I was younger, in the 80s, they had the, you know, um, they had the Superman movies or whatever, and that was just yeah. the coolest thing. That's coolest, coolest stuff ever. Nice. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? If I was a board game, what would it be? So you might have to research this one. Okay. But our family plays this game called Ruby Cube. Ruby Cube. Ruby Cube. And don't ask me how to spell it because it has a real difficult spelling name, but it has, it has, um, I would call them tiles, very similar mm-hmm. to dice, but instead, it actually has numbers on them. Okay. And the game is similar to Uno, to where you can get a um, sequence of the same letter or the same mm-hmm. number, the same number in different colors mm-hmm. that allows you to put your tiles down on the board mm-hmm. or whatever. Or you can get the numbers in sequence, like one through nine or one through 12. Sure. And uh, it's a really cool game. It's a game of chance and it's a game of strategy because once uh, tiles are on the board, you're able to rearrange them to put tiles that you may have in your hand down. Mm. So you have to be very watchful. It's a game of chance. Someone can put the tile that you needed down and you're able to go out. So basically you start with 14 and you got to get to zero. Whoever gets to zero first wins. Got it. So, or have no tiles we, left. We'll have to do some research on that for yeah, sure. It's a really good one. It's a really send good Send a link one. to it so we can include it. <laughs> I, I have to uh, look it up and, and send it to you. Uh, my, right, for sure. my wife's grandmother actually introduced that game to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, she passed last year. So not oh. only is it a cool game to play, yeah. but when we play it, we always think of her. Think of her, yeah. That's, that's the best, right? When you're... Um, Thinking of a loved one from that perspective, oh my right. God! It was then all the all the talk, all the way they talk and and you know react, with, act, exactly. interact with people comes out. It's the best. It I, is, yeah. and our family is very competitive. I mean, it's just is what it is. My wife likes to compete as well as I do. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's fun. It. Nice, DJ Strict. Thank you so much for your for this opportunity speaking with us, and. Uh, We'll be sure to include all the links to how to get to you. Please do. Um, but what's the quickest way to get to you, though? That is a good question. Facebook inbox is probably the quickest way to get to me uh, in Messenger. Um, okay. You can always find all the details about who I am by going to strictcity.com. Uh, and Perfect. tells you all the stuff that I do. And, and that's probably, if you want to know more, more about me, that's probably the way to go. And you can also uh, inbox me through that as well or strict at strictcity.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much, DJ Strick. We'll catch you in the next episode. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. It was a lot of fun talking with DJ Strick. Please uh, reach out to him through the links in the show notes. 
And if you have any questions, please reach out and share with us what you really loved about this episode. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 